Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Isn't God a good God? I just thank God for his goodness and uh a 28th year church anniversary. James said, well, I thought it was 30. He got it mixed up, 35. He thought it was like the wedding anniversary. Well, essentially, our ministry started when we got married. I say it started that day because at that time, God started to work on me and he started to work on Henry and he's still working on me and him. Today, though, if you need a subject, let's use this one, make yourself at home. And I put a colon, believe the love of God. If there was ever a time I needed to believe God's love, it's these past two years that we've gone through. We see different things that are happening around the earth and this United States of America, and If you don't believe the love of God, then you're not going to be able to trust him to do what he says he can do. As a pretty picture for those that are looking online, said it's a beautiful home, and it says, and it's just gorgeous, and there's nothing that's out of place in this home. And um, we see, though, even in describing, have our description here as far as our lesson today, and I'm... Our main point is that God loves us and we have value. You never have been and never will be loved by anyone as much as God loves you. We grew up with songs, uh, and I remember one in, in particular that asked the question, where is the love? And then that was another one that was even more striking, said, I want to know what love is. I believe that people are still searching. And you know, the world has an idea of what love is, and there are many more love songs that have come and gone since then, and some they just remake. But that question still is being asked in the heart of every generation. I want to know what love is. Because sometimes those songs can tell you what they think love is. But today we want to expound on some things that we learned from the Bible regarding love. Are you at home in God's love? You know, I I think about at home, that's a different type of connotation. But about this word love, we'll get there. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I I think this is the most memorized verse that most people know in the world other than Jesus wept. (laughs) How many of y'all know that was our verse? Say about our verse, Jesus wept. And, and it said, for God so loved who? The world. And that included you and me. The world. Are you at home in God's love? He said that verse, though, say, whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Should not perish. What does it mean? We, we should not be done away with. Because, see, we're looking at eternal life. 
He's a good God. Are you at home in God's love? John 15, 19, and that's where I, I looked at this central thought for this because I'm looking at the message uh, version of this, and it really pops out to you. John 15, 9 said, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. <laughs> Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done, kept my Father's commands, and made myself at home in his love. I, I looked at Jesus, and, 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 and when he was saying, he was saying, you make yourself at home like I made myself at home. Jesus was comfortable in the love of the Father. Amen. He said, I want you to be at home like I'm at home. And, and he said that, I, I want you, he said, if you do this, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. If you don't make yourself at home in the Father's love, you're not going to be at home in, 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 in Jesus' love. Made himself at home. And when I looked at that, I, I remember back in the day, and Muddy, I should remember this, how people would say, come on in, make yourself at home. <laughs> you remember that? I don't care who it was. You know, but the thing that was kind of different was you had different kinds of houses. Sister Irene, you know, we had the kind of house, see, I can talk to you about this because you know I talk to you about these things. We, we, we had the kind of house that you didn't just tell people, come on in. <laughs> Some of y'all may not have done that, but I can be completely honest about it. You didn't have that much space. You had about three rooms. That's counting the kitchen, two bedrooms. We ain't talking about the living room because the bedroom turned into the living room. Isn't that right, Mother? And, 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 and you had children sleeping on couches that let out. And, 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 and you know, our young generation don't know this because they've got these pretty rooms they live in. And, and sometimes those rooms that even that, that were there, they were not rooms that were where you said, come on in, let me show you the house. <laughs> the first time I saw that was when I worked for a lady. And she had a beautiful home. And when everybody came in, come on, let me show you the house. <laughs> and we show them the living room, the kitchen, the bedrooms, and, 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 and every room in the house. I said, dear Lord, that wasn't working Easter Bogle. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I think about that because, see, you didn't have a door. And, see, some of y'all probably had doors for every room, but we, we put up a curtain. <laughs> You remember, you remember curtains? See, sometimes you need to go back to memory lane for you'll know where God brought you from. Because this morning I went back to the place where we didn't have but five members and how God brought us where he brought us. And, you know, sometimes when you consider the faithfulness of God, you know God can do whatever he's done again. In fact, he can do it even better. Look at your neighbor and say he'll do it again. But that lady going back to her would show all those rooms. And, you know, sometimes I think about that room. You may have had that one room or those two rooms. or There may have been every room. Because sometimes when it rained, you know you can't say, come on in. 
Amen. I look at it now, and, 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 and sister, I, I'll turn on music with rain now, and it lets me go to sleep. <laughs> it relaxes me. Hey, how many of y'all sleep with rain music? Boy, back in the day, rain made me nervous. Because <laughs> I knew where it was coming in. You say, well, why are you preaching that way? Because it's the honest truth. When God blesses you and moves you on, you need to know, God, I thank you for what you've done. Yeah. I thought about it. In that house that that woman I worked for looked like that house that was on that front picture. And, and it, every inch of it was clean because I helped clean it up. <laughs> and... It took a while for me to be comfortable. And even as I went on down the line, I, I remember uh, uh, when I went to live with one of my aunts, and she'd done well with her life, and she left Alabama and went to Indiana, came back and built a house. And in some years, uh, even years later, I went to stay with her. And uh, you know what? She did just like that lady I worked for. Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. Why? She had a place that looked like the place that I had worked in. And I looked back and I thought about, boy, my grandmama didn't have that phrase. You say, come on in, make yourself at home. She said, come on in if you can get in. <laughs> that covered anything. That covered the dirt. That covered the mess. She said, I'm comfortable with you in here. And, you know, after a while, I became comfortable. I became comfortable when I went to live in a house. Because, see, growing up, sometimes you went in homes and your mama already prepared you. Don't touch nothing. Don't break nothing. <laughs> you need to sit still. And sometimes she say, just stay outside. <laughs> but, you know, you got to make yourself comfortable. We have to come to a place in God where we can believe the love because Jesus wanted them to believe the love. He wants us to believe this morning that we're welcome. You're welcome in this place. You're welcome. And, and, and he said in Ephesians, Ephesians 3, 18, 19, somebody said, wait, wait, we should go on to get back to the word. <laughs> well, Ephesians 3, 18 and 19 in the NIV, he said, and may you have a power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to f understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Paul was praying this prayer for the, for the church. He said, I want you to know, I, I, I want you to have the power of what, to understand. How many of you know it takes power to understand? I know I said a few moments uh, that, that we need to get back to this word, but God's reminding me just on that moment, you overcome by the word of your testimony. That's what happened. Too many people have become ashamed of what God has done. And, and, and I'm not here to be ashamed. I'm just here to just acknowledge God and his goodness. He said, I 
want you to know it's too wide. It's, it's, too, it's just too long. If I tried to explain to you how much God loves you this morning, you would not. We would be here for another week and another lifetime. When you understand how much God loves you, you'll know how much he's going to take care of you. Somebody had to dip into that love here these past couple of years. Not just these past couple of years, but in your life, you realize if God loves me, there's nothing he'll do, he'll not do for me. In telling us to make ourselves at home, you feel welcome, you feel accepted. There's nothing in this world that can compare to God's love. I said you, you can look, and I like that song, say, searched all over, couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater than you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't care how many people you meet. I don't care who comes along the way. I don't care how many love songs you hear. There's nothing that compares to the love of God. I text my son. I say, you got, uh, 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 you just hit your third, your three-o. I said, wait till you pass six-o. <laughs> Why? Nothing can make God love you more than he does right now. And nothing could make him love you less. I remember hearing the phrase when we growing up and how people, you would do something, and, and, and if it wasn't good, your, the old people would say, God don't like ugly. <laughs> you know, as a child, I thought they were just talking about physical attributes. There's a lot of folks God don't love. <laughs> but deep in the human heart is a yearning for security. Security is a big deal. I say it's a big, big, big deal. We want committed relationships. We, we want somebody to love us. We, we, want, we want our relationships to last. We want jobs that last. I was talking to a young lady, and, and I have to ask the question sometimes, who's coming with you? And then they have to say, oh, it's my mom, my dad, my sister. Anyway, and sometimes it could be just a, 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 a significant other. <laughs> and I remember that day, and that young lady got really upset and just was talking to herself. I said, did a friend come? Because she just told me her significant other was coming. I said, and then she said, a friend? And then she got mad. She said, that's what they put on the end of obituaries. Leave a special friend. I put too many years in. Because she wasn't married. She said, I've put too many years. I've birthed children. She said, I'm more than just a special friend. I said, yes, baby, you deserve that. You said, Pastor Ella, why are you saying that? Because, see, there's a lot of relationships out there where young women and young men are just settling for being a special friend. Because if they can't make that commitment, your name will be, your name won't even be put there. They'll just say a special friend. Security means something. You said, why are you preaching? Because these are the end days, and I don't care who it is. <laughs> Because you love them enough to tell the truth. When you tell the truth, you're talking about the gospel. And you're talking about them being ready when Jesus come. I saw on, on the news and one lady wrote, my mama loved us a whole lot, but she didn't love us enough to get vaccinated. 
Ain't that something? And they said that after she died. I'm talking about committed relationships. You deserve more. And, but the only real committed relationship you're going to have is your relationship with the Lord. So why not make it right? It's devastating when relationships end. It's devastating. You, you can't, can't say that it's not devastating. That's a part of you that has to be rebuilt because of that devastation. But I tell you what, God knows how to fill the void. It's devastating when you lose jobs. Ask anybody during the pandemic. It's devastating. But I tell you what, our foundation will not be shaken when it's God's love. Only God never changes. His love does not change. Nor does his promises change. Because he does not change. <coughs> I'm reminded of a story. Man and his wife out looking for, for, for lingerie. Hmm. And, and the man and, and, and the woman out there looking, they over there, and she's, I like, she's looking for something durable. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about, ladies? So, the, 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 that, that man came over there with something looked like what she ought to wore when she was 16. <laughs> and, and, and she said, um, after a while, she does trying to find her good somewhere, but you know, a big size. You know what I'm talking about, girls? Them girls on that picture, that ain't, that ain't the true size. Anyway, <laughs> he said, I like this. <laughs> she looked at him cool in the eye and said, you wear it. <laughs> we change. People change. <laughs> I know everybody say amen, preacher, pastor. You may have some lingerie you wore 34 years ago, but by George, it's just a souvenir. <laughs> In him we find security. Psalm 91 said, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Dwell there. I didn't say visit there. You live there. I don't know about you, they had this with the most, one of the scriptures that you saw most at the beginning of the last pandemic. They kind of weighing down on it now because, but the thing is, we are convinced that we live in Psalm 91. It's a secret place. Everybody may not know where you live, but God knows where you live. I was listening to that, to that Tasha Cobb singing, uh, he knows my name. <laughs> I get myself happy. I have to get myself happy when I'm trying to ride that bicycle because my body be screaming louder than a song sometimes. <laughs> you can spend your life trying to earn love, but when the only real love is, is the one we receive, the only real love is the ones we receive by faith, and that's the love of God. God loves me. I say God loves you. And David knew the secret of making himself at home. In Psalm 84, 3, David, the King James Version, Psalm 84, 3, uh, he said, Yea, the sparrow had found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even thine altars. O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. 
David says the birds are happy to build their nests in your house. So do I love to dwell in your house. You know, David could see a lot of things in nature. This particular time, he was in exile, and he was a long way from the temple. But what he had remembered and what came to his mind then, and more foremost, was those birds who come into the temple of God know how to make themselves at home. Sparrows, what about sparrows? Well, they were used for sacrifice, and they would be offered by the poor because, see, if you were poor, you couldn't afford a lamb. So you had to have something. We see when Jesus, when they came to make, when Joseph and Mary made sacrifice, they didn't sacrifice a lamb. They sacrificed turtle doves and, 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 and the small birds. And Jesus said, though, not one, not one sparrow is forgotten before God. And he said, not a hair on your head is, is, is now the hairs on your head are numbered, and, and we are more valuable than the sparrow. What is this? He know every hair on your head. He remember the sparrow. And I tell you what, God knows you. The song that I, I, I pulled it up, and I, I remember the uh, different ones that made it famous, Aretha and Whitney say, his eye is on the sparrow. I know he watches over me. Can y'all repeat that? His eye is on the sparrow. I know he watches over me. Now, see, in this scripture, the sparrow was at home with God. Are you at home with God? Well, what about this sparrow? He said these sparrows would be in the temple, and, and, and they would let them build houses, build a little nest all in the temple. And David said that he found a house. You see that in your scripture said he found a house. What the things that you're looking for are already in God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And it was already there. And you know, some people trying to talk about an earthly home. Yes, it's good to have a house, but you need to have a place in God where you're comfortable. And they found their way into the temple, and they were considered cheap. And it was abundance of them. How many know that when we came into the, the, the kingdom of God, we didn't have nothing? Now, there are some people that are rich to come in. I'll talk to you about my days, but we may, uh, and that was just physically and naturally, but we were poor spiritually. And, and, and so there were a lot of them, numerous. But guess what? They were not driven away. You think now that many birds in the temple? Y'all know how those birds fly. You remember when the birds go north, go south? That's a lot of sparrows, isn't it? And see, these sparrows, uh, they symbolize strength and power, but they can survive four or five years in the wild. And they sing with pleasure, and they remain in the house. Here's one thing about a bird. They don't seem to be worried about anything. And see, God reminded me of that even this morning. I went down to iron something, and one little bird was just having a whole concert by himself. I said, you in my sermon today. <laughs> and uh, they had communion with the other sparrows. You know, as a church, as a family of God, we need communion one with another. 
And you know, it's uh, just ironic about this. Not every bird lived in the temple. <laughs> I thought about a few birds. The eagle, he's ambitious, but he didn't live there. The vulture, now we found out this animal is too foul. It's the one that circle around when you see the bus. <laughs> Eat anything. And then you have the ducks. They too greedy. And the hawk, they're too warlike. That means they want to fight all the time. Then there's the ostrich that's too wild. And then you got the domesticated chicken. <laughs> that's the one you find in the barnyard. And you know what's wrong with that chicken? Why he just couldn't hang around the temple? He demanded too much attention. He was too dependent on man. And then there's the owl. The owl was too fun of the dark. And I looked at this, I said, a lot of people can be this way. Too foul, too greedy, too warlike, too wild, too dependent on what people are saying, and too fun of the dark. If you don't see yourself in those examples, say, thank God I'm a spare. <laughs> Amen. Because, see, God wants people in his place. And, and, and he wants you to be able to be comfortable there. Now, these particular animals, uh, they have a place where their yarn was born. And that's why that sparrow could come back. And the sparrow found the house because she had to build a nest for her children. You say, what does that have to mean? Well, if we build a place spiritually for the young, if we build a place spiritually for the generation that's coming on, if you have built a place for a child spiritually. And see, I'm not, some of you said, well, that's been a long time ago now, but it's a mama out there that's building a nest. You got to make sure that nest is in the word of God. You got to make sure that nest is in the security of God. Why? Because this swallow had an attribute that I liked, and it's this, that they would always return to the place where they had them, where they were born. You see, the salmon is not, the, the, the excuse me, the swallow is not the only thing. The salmon do that too. I don't care how far the salmon go out in the ocean. It's something about that place where he was born, that place where, where things got started. It's where he'll come back, and that's where he want to have his children. I want to have a place where, where spiritually, where people can remember the love. You say, okay, they may not be here today, but all the thing I want them to remember is remember the love of God. Preventure, they can remember my love, but please don't forget the love of God. Amen. Amen. And, 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 and I, I'm running to young people, and I'm running into more now that I, I, I've met. You know, these were there 20-some-odd years ago. And, and the first thing they bring up is, I remember what, what you used to do. I rem they remember the pizza. They remember the, 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 the love. They remember we used to come over your house. We remember wow, you taught us. I mean, it's some old dudes telling me that now. Because <laughs> I'm old. 
But we need to be able to leave an impression of the love of God. Will they always come back to reaching the Royal Bible Church? Not necessarily so. But do what I want them to know. I want you to remember the love of God. I want to remember you need to live holy. It's not a prerequisite. They just have to come back to this house. But I tell a place in God where they felt at home. 1 John 3, 1, 2. We under that outline how we know we love, live him. How, know we live, how do we know we live in him? 1 John 3, 1 and 2 NIV says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. How do you expect people to know, know you if they don't know God? That's why they ask the question, I want to know what love is. If you tell them what God is, then they'll know what love is. Amen. He said, lavished his love. You may not have grown up with parents who, with, who showed their love openly and they withheld their love. And it, it wasn't because uh, they, didn't, uh, they weren't capable, but it, they didn't know how to express love. How many of you know there's some generations back that didn't hug children? You didn't have that hug. You didn't hear those words, I love you. They tell you now if I work and bring food in here, you ought to know. If I cook dinner for you, you ought to know. So as children, you assume they must like me a little. <laughs> Cooking beans every day. Got a roof over your head. But you know, we live in a generation now that uh, they're kind of smart, real smart. I'm reminded of a young lady, and she told me she's coming to the hospital for one thing, and she had a two-year-old, just a little two-year-old, probably going on in three, a little bit, and she said, I'm going to the hospital. Want you to understand. He said, no, no, don't go to the hospital. Don't bring back baby. <laughs> That's smart. He knew the last time she went to the hospital what she came back with, so he wanted, he, 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 he knew. Even when you're young, you remember things. I want to be able to put a memory of love there. I don't care where my son is today. He better know we love him. And he better remember God loves him too. In fact, I texted him. I told him, we love you more than you, but God loves you more than we can. In Scripture, God keeps saying, he keeps saying this one phrase over and over again, I love you. I love you. Many times you want to hear somebody say it, just read your Bible, and you're going to hear I love you all throughout that word. He's good. Dear friends, now we're children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. There's some things you're not going to know until Jesus appears. He said we're going to be like him. I like that. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you ain't seen nothing yet. 1 John 4, 7, and, and, and we'll look at this 
particular groups of verse, and I'll just read through it. Say, Beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 through 17. It said, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God and he who does not love does not know God for God is love. In this the love of God was manifest toward us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that you might live through him. And this is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Now, see, that's the one that we, we, we don't, we don't want to do. And, and, and see, we know that Jesus died for flawed creatures, and we, we want to love God, but we don't want to love other people. In fact, people say, I love God, but I just don't like people. <laughs> huh? He who does not love God does not know God because God is love. He said, by this we know we abide in him. You know you live there, and he's in you because he's given you his spirit. Now, if you're looking for a superficial love, that kind you get looking for on Valentine's Day, you know, you can't go by days, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and even birthday. You got to know God every day. He said that, that we, we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. For whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. This love got a lot to do with it. I know Tina Turner said, what love got to do with it? <laughs> Some of you have kind of went through the house. Yeah, we fell in love with Tina. What love got to do with it? Well, love has everything to do with it. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because he is, and so are we in this world. I know a lot of our young people, they don't know Tina Turner, but I'm talking to our audience that do, and every now and then, you run into some young people that do. But uh, he told us to, to, to be able to not allow bitterness and resentment to destroy you. During this pandemic, you have had many reasons. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. To be bitter and to have resentment. But the thing is, we know that God said in Matthew 5, 44, he told us uh, through 45 NIV, he said, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that your children be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He said, love your enemies. And in the uh, message, he said this. I like how they brought out this same scripture in uh, 43 through 47. You're familiar with the old written life. Love your friend and his written companion. Hate your enemy. I'm challenging, challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. <laughs> How many of you know we, we all can just stay on that one for a while? I tell Pastor, now bring out the worst in me. I come from a generation of fighters. 
I come from some girls. <laughs> My doctor uh, had wanted to do a bone density. Y'all women know how they want to do a bone density after your certain age. I said, sir, ain't nothing wrong with my bones. I picked cotton. <laughs> but what's in you? You want the best to be brought out in you. And sometimes the enemy want to bring out something in you that God said. He said, don't let your enemies bring out the best in you. Don't let them bring out the worst in you. Let them bring out the best in you. And the best that's in you is the love of God. So this is what God does. He gives his best to slaughter the warm and the nervous to everyone, regardless of good and bad, the nice and the nasty. If, if, you all, if all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? <laughs> Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner can do that. I'm just going to speak to Christians. I'm going to speak to the ones who got on the T-shirt. <laughs> Got on the t-shirt that said, have a blessed day, a blessed, blessed lady. <laughs> I ain't speaking to the other ones. <laughs> See, God's not like that. Amen. You say, well, how and when do we get out of this phase? You're going to live through this. You're going to live where God's going to say, love. You pray that prayer, God, let me look like you today. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you just about think you made it through today, and here comes somebody along to make you mad. <laughs> God says, show the love. Show the love. I don't want to love. <laughs> Something on the inside of you will get there and want to say, I don't want to be nice. <laughs> I'm too tired to be nice. <laughs> but you know what? You got to let God's word bring out the best in you. You got to be able to, 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 be able to take the whole medicine. Some people will get prescribed antibiotics, and the, and the director will say, take until finish. They'll take five of them, and they think that's all right. And sooner or later, then, then when they look around, they, that bump bigger than what it need to be. You're still having an infection. Why? We got to take the whole word. We can't stop just because we're a certain age and we've been saved so long. We got to take the same word over and over again. And you're never going to be wishing badness on your enemies. Because it's better to take your medicine now than agonize later. I want you to know that God wants you to be the person that he was. And, and he wants you to say, uh, uh, I, I want you to love like I do. He said, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. Our last, another example, our last outline is be a living example of God's love. How many of you want to be a living example? It's all right when folks say good things about you when you're dead. <laughs> Sometimes they may say even better things about you when you're dead because that was out of respect. You don't have people getting up in front of the church uh, at the cemetery now saying, well, honey, that girl was a cutter. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we had a fight. <laughs> You don't hear that kind of testimony. She loved everybody. 
We, they do. You don't hear bad things. But he said that he wants us to, to know that we can do this. We can be a living example. Romans 5, 5, King James Version said, And hope make it not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given us. I said that we, we, we're different when we come in the house of God. Pastor gave a series years ago how we were saved to serve. And, you know, sometimes people want to treat the house of God like it's a hotel. You get served at a hotel. But when you become a servant in the house of the Lord, you begin to serve people. First thing you want in the hotel, what kind of amenities you got? <laughs> You know, I believe that in this new generation, I said post-pandemic or pandemic, we got to learn some new things. You know, on a day like this, we, we, we probably would have had, what's Sister Teresa, all those chickens? <laughs> that dressing, it took you a day or two to get all that dinner ready. <laughs> he said, well, Pastor Ella, why are you talking about that? We like that. In fact, we thought you might have had a little food back there. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> that barnyard hen didn't get sacrificed today. I thought about down through the years, it's over 4,000 chickens. And maybe more if you had two pieces that have died. <laughs> but you know, the house of God is for us to serve. He wants us to be able to serve our, our, our world. I, I, when I go into this world out here every day, there are people out there that need to see the love of God. I didn't, I didn't say, hear me talk about the love of God. I need to be the love of God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He said that hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts. Don't ever worry about not having enough love inside of you. He just told you the word of God is shared abroad. Well, then why, why, why isn't it flowing? Because you're not allowing the spirit of God to let it flow. God's love in, is in you. And, and, he, and Jesus came uh, through to the poor. He came and he said, what? I'm the door. Jesus is the door. He's, it's only one door. It's only one way to heaven. It's only one way. Jesus said, I'm the way. He used the door as an example. The door is the poorest form. In fact, the sheepfold was the poorest form of the door. And he said that you're my sheep. And you enter in at the door. In the King James Version of John 10, 9, he said this, I am the door, and by me if, if a man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out to pastor. The door unites us with God. If I don't have the door, I can't get in. And, and, and we must be users of the door. Some people are not using the door. And he said, you're not just knockers at the door, and you're not just sitters at the door. You're not just guards at the door. He said, the door is marked, and it's not marked private. It's marked inner end. Yeah. Jesus decreased so that he could serve and save his people, and he left his heavenly glory for earthly misery. But he did it for you and me. But you got to seek God. 
I'm reminded of a man that lost his billfolder in a barn, and, 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 and he'd been searching, and he had been seeking God and wanting to be saved, and one day, though, he fooled around and lost that billfolder. And he told his wife, I'm going to go back in that barn because I knew I had it when I went in, and I'm going to lift every straw in that barn until I find it. She said, husband, that's the way you're going to have to be about seeking God. He said, seek me and you'll find me. That man did, and he became, and, and he did find the Lord. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. You know, when, you, when you're a leader like Jesus, you got to know how to drive. You got to know how to lead people. I know many times we went on some church trips, and then many times if you've gone on trips, you may have a lead car, and that car might be leading the caravan. But one thing about that one leading, he need to know the way. He got to know the way. Because if he don't know the way, you're just the blind following the blind. And another thing, he can't get too far ahead because then the other cars, some drive a little slow, and that would be me if I was driving. And <laughs> you don't get too far ahead because you got to keep your eyes on other cars. There may be somebody back there that took a wrong turn or wasn't paying attention. And you know, Jesus said, I am the way. And if he's the leader, we can follow him today. You know, we realize this, that sometimes people don't want to keep their eyes on the Lord, and, and, and they want to uh, uh, say, well, it's all about me. But when God created the universe to orbit, he said it needs to orbit, and it must orbit around my sun. Back in the day, they thought the sun revolved around the earth. They want to put people in prison for saying it didn't. You know, at some point, you got to know this thing is not revolving around me. It's a revolving around Jesus. And whatever it takes for the kingdom of God, that's what I want to do. One thing about it, when I enter in and when I go and I make him at home in me, I can love him. And, and when things go wrong and I can love him and I can believe his love free, frolic, freely excuse me, in others. I want others to see God's love in me. I don't care what else they see. I don't care what else goes on. You know, I want people to see the love of God in me. I've lived long enough and I'm old enough to realize I need God's love so that I can love people. Look at 2 Kings, the fourth chapter in the eighth and ninth verse. It said, one day Elijah went on to Shunem where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. That woman, and I'm reminded of her story and how that woman, she, she was a great woman and she built, they had a house, she had enough room for somebody else to come in. She said, I'm going to, I'm going to put a table in here and a lamp in here. And, and she said, I want that man of God to feel at home. How many of you have built a place for God in your house? 
And you know, it was so ironic that, you know, he'd been passing by there, and then Elijah, he went on in there. And, and, and then he looked at his servant, and he said, I want to do something good for that woman. Go ask that woman, can, she, can I make a name grade? Can, can, I, can I get a set up in the kingdom? You know, that woman, you know, she had everything. But then, it, then the servant said, you know, she don't have a son. Now, this thing rings home to me right here this morning because I remember how I wanted a child. And, you know, I think the best way I can celebrate this day in my spirit is to remember and what God did to and for that woman and how that woman had made a place for the man of God. And, 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 and she, had, he, he, she, he told her, bring that woman in here and tell her, she, by this time next year, you're going to have a boy. <laughs> You know, God works that way. When You know what was so? Her husband was an old man. No, I ain't saying that by pastor. His wife was an old woman. <laughs> but the thing about it, she got a boy. And, and, and it, during some space of time, the boy out there working in the field, and, 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 and he came in and he, he told his mama, uh, they told the servant, his mama, I have a headache. You know, that's the only time that boy ever spoke anything in this particular chapter in the Bible. Got a, my head, my head. And you know, she brought him in, laid him on her lap, and, 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 and the boy, the boy died. You know, there are some things in your life today that it looks like it's dead. And looks like it's, there's no more life in it. Because that woman had brought that, 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 that man of God in her home, she just saddled up. <laughs> she kind of bossed a little lady because she didn't want to tell her husband, put this in there, get the table in. And now she tells her, go get the, go get the donkey, and, and we're going to ride. She's the only thing I tell you, ride fast as you want to, but if I tell you you're going too fast, <laughs> you slow down. She got to the man of God because the servant went ahead and said, the boy dead, and, and, and it wasn't, it, things weren't right. And, and the thing about it is this. She got to him, and she told that man of God, I'm not going home until you come with me. When you have made a place for the things of God, you can say, God, this is where I lay down. This is where we are. This is the place where I feel at home, and this is the place, man of God, where you felt at home. You going with me? And you know what? That servant of God went with her. And you know what? That boy was brought back to life. I don't know about you, but there are some things in my life need to be brought back to life. They need to be brought back to the place of God. And I'll not stop because, see, like that woman, you like that woman, you have put God. And you have made God at home in yours, and you at home in him. And guess what this morning? You can make yourself at home. I'm making myself at home in God's love. Why? I'm going to believe the love of God. I don't care what's gone. I don't care how bad it looks. That woman, uh, when they asked her, how is it going? She said, it's well. <laughs> Sometimes when you're going through things and things just not looking right, you can look to the word of God and say, it is well. Oh, yeah, this may be a little different from the rest of them we've had, but guess what? It's well. Because, see, I've made God at home. First, I made God let him be at home in here. Then I've been at home and in, 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 been at home in this place. But the thing of God, we can't stop it. I want to continually be at home. I like this. And I remember looking at that scripture, said, 
in John 14, 3 in closing. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Hmm. I got a place prepared. It's going to be better home than where I am now. How about you? I'm reminded of a story of a little girl, uh, and they're there with their father looking at the night sky. And, and this particular child, they had a telescope, and they looked up at the stars. And, 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 and she looked at her daddy, and, 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 and she said, Daddy, if the wrong side of heaven is so beautiful, what must the right side be like? If this side of heaven been this nice, if the stars look this good, if the sun look this good, and it's the wrong side, how many of you are looking for the right side? Amen. I believe in that home prepared for me. You saw you excited, Pastor Elder? Yes, I am. I thank God for the word of God that excites me. I thank God for you that have been here with us and, and, and you're helping us. And, and, and you know you who fried the chicken. You didn't, you probably, from one time we might have, but then other time, thank God for the other folks. And, and, but you made food and, and you made people feel at home in this place and you're still doing that. That's nothing like feeling at home in a place, but that's nothing like feeling at home in the love of God. And I pray, no matter where everyone is, or, or, or if you've ever been here, if, if, if you ever come or go, or if you're coming, just know you can make yourself at home. Yeah. Remember the love, praise God. How many of you love God today? Amen. Make yourself at home. Will we be cooking again? Prayerfully so. Y'all make sure that y'all pray and renew her youth like the eagles. <laughs> Can you do it? Yes, we can. Go ahead and stand up. I don't know how many minutes I've used today. All I know is I want you to make yourself at home in God's love. No matter what's come, no matter what's been taken away in your life, just know that God's love is for sure. And he hasn't gone anywhere because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. I thank you for who you that are out there and you're listening. And, and, and I thank God for you that are here. And I thank God for what he's going to be doing in your life. And there are some things that hadn't been revealed. I thank you that there are some things God said you waited on. God said it will be so. Where? In the land of the living. Ain't God a good God? Come on up, Pastor. I love God today. You know, I want to get another stride, and that's why uh, my, my, my son, James, said, what, what you been doing? I told James, I'm kind of tired. That's what I told him yesterday morning, and, and, and I told you want to know why? I said, uh, I, I just uh, ride, rode on that bike about eight miles, and, and then I, I cooked past the two omelets and, and, and two pieces of bacon. <laughs> he got the bacon out the oven. <laughs> True that. <laughs> See, and, and, and I know God is good, isn't he? See, any time you married, you got to get the best out of you. <laughs> when you're not, God wants the best out of us. Ain't God a good God? I love you, Pastor. <laughs>
Praise God. How many excited about Jesus? Amen. Look at the neighbor and say, welcome home. Welcome home. In Jesus, Jesus, we're always at home. We're always at home. Because he loves us. Because he loves us. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you can be seated for a second. Thank you, Pastor. Thank God for the word. Thank God for his goodnesses and his mercies. One of the things that we'll do right now, not only for you in here, but for those of you that are watching live stream, the first step to being at home in God is asking him into your life, is making him a Lord of your life. So right now, I'm about to pray. And I'm going to ask everyone in here to pray with me. But if you've never made him the Lord of your life, just right where you are, I just want you to throw your hand up right now. If you're at home, put your hand up. And I want you to pray this prayer with me if you've never done that before. And let's just acknowledge him and, and, and thank him for what he's done. And then I'm going to ask, now I'm going to ask everybody, let's just raise your hands up and repeat after me. Father God, right now, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you paid the price so that I could have life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for redeeming me. I am forgiven. I'm saved. I have liberty in you. I'm going to make myself at home in you. Amen.